It's a good show. Hello, listeners. I'm Anthony Rapp, and you are listening to the Radio 8 Ball Show with Andras Jones. One, two, three, four. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio tempting fate. Wherever you are, putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select here with the help of our friend, Synchronicity. And now it's time for Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, and we are here in the studio with Mary Kobayashi. Hello. Of the band Bad in Bed. And we had, uh, we were, we were going to have a, a, a guest, and as often happens with this show, synchronicity shakes things up. And things happen that we weren't expecting, and uh, I won't mention his name, but we ha- unless you, you want to. No, it's okay. <laughs> he's a he's a he's a friend of the band, and he and sometimes people get to come here at we do tape later, and they, he wasn't able to get in. So sorry yeah. to to this unnamed gentleman. Maybe we'll get a, we'll have him on the show another time. Uh, I will say that he is not the first person to experience this, and that's so it's pretty prob- probably on us. And so sorry about that. And uh, but anyway, you've been providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations with your friend and bandmate Jeremy Ar- Aram- Arambulo. Mm-hmm. Damn it. it! I had it right the first time, and then I worried about Arambulo. Arambulo. Okay. And so, as listeners to the show are, are familiar, it's often that I will grab someone who was not expecting to ask a question and asked them to ask a question because someone was not able to make it or something happened. Mm-hmm. And now that is the case for Jeremy. But before we get into it, just in the interest of making sure that we we have some gender balance, I want to ask you about lingerie. Because I don't want to be the guy who only talked to lingerie with our female guests. What lingerie <laughs> do you prefer? Uh, I don't think I've ever been with someone that wore it ever. I wasn't talking about other in other oh, people oh just my taste <laughs> yeah for uh, yourself if you were gonna it doesn't really I don't know I think it's cool if you like it but it doesn't really push any buttons for me yeah have you ever <laughs> have you ever dressed up in lingerie just lingerie just for uh, the fun of it the fact that I had to stop and think about that is concerning <laughs> but no <laughs> this, it seems it seems comfortable I don't know when you walk through the lingerie section in like a in a big department store, do you get uncomfortable? Do you feel nervous? No, I just think it's uh, cute. It all seems really cute, just frilly, and I don't know. I, but it doesn't like, you know, like turn me on or whatever. Like. I feel like I walk a little faster because I don't want to be, seem to be lingering. <laughs> um, I think I tend to just walk faster through, like if I'm cutting through like women's garment area, just in general, just because it's like oh, I'm not supposed to be there. So, but I do too. I walk faster through it too because I'm like I'm not supposed to be here. What? I don't know why. <laughs> like I can't afford this. But you take your time in the men's wear department. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can afford this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> men's clothes, they're mm. cheap. Yeah. And you get a lot. You get a lot more fabric. Yeah, and it's not embarrassing the- if you get caught stealing them. <laughs> it it isn't. Right? 
No, not as embarrassing as like a it, lacy bra. I think if you, whenever you get caught, I've only been caught stealing once. When I was in high school, I tried to steal something from the Harvard Coop. Oh, yeah, that was a bad idea. Do you I don't, remember what it was? Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, I was, it was an album. I, I don't remember what album it was. It might have been the Secret Policeman's uh, Ball with uh, Pete Townsend on it. The oh, Monty Python album. Mm. Uh, but uh, I just might be making that up because <laughs> it's the coolest album I could think of. But, uh, but it was embarrassing. It was very embarrassing getting caught. Have you ever, ever been caught stealing either of you? Yeah, as a kid. Yeah, what were you stealing? I think I, uh, it was like grade school. I think I, some kid brought in a toy that was just super cool, and I just like I, it was just too cool for me to not just take it. So maybe I think maybe during lunch or recess or something, I just like went in his bag and took it, and then like <laughs> he was just like hysterically crying when he found out that it was gone, and somehow I, I don't even remember how they found that it was in my bag, and I remember just. Having this like just numb oh. feeling, like, like my body oh, just yeah. like because he was a friend too, which was even oh. more horrible. Oh. How old are you? Sixteen, seventeen? No. I was twenty-one. No, <laughs> like I think it was. I want to say like first or second grade. Like we were like kids, but like mm. even the, but even at that age, I should have I should have had the moral compass and not steal from a friend. I mean, stealing's bad in general, but the fact that we were actually like hung out was really not cool. Well, that's what you do in first grade. You somehow remain friends. You learn but... boundaries. Mm-hmm. How about you? You said you were caught? Yeah, I was caught, but then catch and release, they didn't realize it. So I was technically caught, but they didn't realize they caught me. Because um, I, I think, it's the opposite of your story, I think it's okay to steal from major, major corporations that make like a ridiculous profit off of people like me, who work for them, who was making minimum wage out of high school. I worked for Bath and Body Works, and they have call-in shifts, like you're a surgeon, even mm-hmm. though they're paying you literally minimum wage. Yeah. Wait, and they had you on call? Yeah. They had everyone on call. You have call-in shifts. What? This is the company, the White Barn Candle Company, that owns The Gap, Express, Victoria's Secret, Bath and Body Works, many other stores. Like, their profit margins are insane. Their policies are very stressful for their employees. Not just the call-in shift thing, but it's like... Friday, I have a call on shift five to nine, so I have to call them at four. Do I have to come in? No? Okay, cool. Like, you can't make plans. Right. That's so stupid. But, of course, like, I didn't quit. I was just like, whatever. I'll just, like, steal from them every chance I get. So I would, like, you know, put shit in my purse. And then uh, and then one day they were like, well, we have, like, nationwide. There was a video about yeah. it. It wasn't because of yeah. me. They were like, we have a bag check policy now. And everyone's like, oh, that's so stupid. And I had stuff in my purse and they're like, well, we'll start today. So they're like, all right, let's check your purse. Sorry to do this. And I opened it and like my face went cold and they're like, all right, well, that's your stuff. So you can go. And it's like, oh, yeah, women keep lotion in their purse. It's totally cold. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go. Yeah, yeah it's there. It, now, I also have the experience of getting away with youthful getting away with stealing. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the most exhilarating Feelings Ugh. I can I remember I remember we oh did, yeah me and this uh, me and my friend Chip Guy uh, we stole a box of baseball cards from the Bailey Drugs just just total a like box. like just audacious I couldn't believe that we were doing it yeah. I mean it was Chip was the instigator and he just like grabbed it and like just ran and I was just like oh and then we got on our bikes and we drove to the, we rode our bikes to the wow. gully and. Split it up, and I just I remember that that bike ride, that the exhilaration I was feeling was I, I'm surprised I didn't I didn't 
get drawn to a life of crime. No, it's very addictive. Well, I gotta say that uh, the guy's name, Chip Guy, with that name, he was destined for a rebel life. I yeah. think Chip Guy. Chip Guy. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, cool he name. wasn't raised right. <laughs> Chip Guy. It's like a Dick Tracy character. <laughs> Wait, so we just grabbed the box and ran, not, like, hiding it, but, like, yeah. I'm running with this? Yeah, just grabbed the box. And this is, like, and it's a small town, and it's a neighbor, like, it's just, like... <laughs> Thank goodness for bikes. Yeah, and we got on, we made our getaway on, it was a smash and grab That's on bikes amazing. by 12-year-old boys, and maybe 13, I don't know, yeah. but it was... That's pretty good. Yeah, so... I'm trying, now we, I think we've eaten up enough time okay, to well, let you think of a question. I did have one, but it's... Heavy, and I was on the spot. It's the most basic, oh. but heavy Great. Uh, question. Great. That's probably relevant to both of us. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, this sounds crazy scary, but it's pretty basic. Anyway, my question is, um, are we not trying hard enough to find love? <laughs> okay. Are we? Um, are, are we trying hard enough? Are we? Or, 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 or we? Are you asking using for this for all of us? Or are you asking this for the two of you? Or are you asking for, for? I mean, if if we're mm-hmm. in a position where we are single and want to be with somebody, or have been, you know, seeing potential, you know, suitors or whatever. It, it, like, it, I'm just getting confused. Would you mind using I? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, um, oh, so so the question is, uh, oh, for myself. Okay, yes. Uh, yeah. Um, it's just I. I think you know me well enough that you can maybe actually answer this with some substance. <laughs> uh, but yeah, am I not trying hard enough? Are you not trying hard enough in the realm of love? The realm of love and romance. Okay. Well, we have two songs left on the board. The songs are song number four, fucking A, and song number five, Ghost. Hmm. And so now that we're down to two songs left, we are going to use the binary divination tool the radio eight coin if it comes up heads it'll be song number four fucking a and if it comes up song number five it'll be ghost song num- uh, if it comes up sorry on tails it'll be song number five ghost would you mind flipping the radio eight coin so now it's the radio eight coin tails ghost <sighs> And for those of you keeping score at home, that means that we know the answer to Mary's question, and she knows it as well, but we don't know what her question is. We'll find that out in our next segment. But here we have Ghost, the answer to Jeremy's question, is he trying hard enough for love? All right. One, two, one, two, three, four. There's a note, there's a note. There's another way to go Can't see my face, can see my face Cause it might give everything up Way in the back of my head There's this different thing that's there So I pushed it down, pushed it around Said you get right back in the ground Me dear, cause I can't to myself told you once or twice too 
told you once or twice to call anytime. There's a ghost, there's a ghost, there's this lonely ghost I know. Can't find a way, can't find the strength to honor her, so I curse her name. And there is a door to the outside. She catches a glimpse once in a while And I say please just stay with me Forget the girl I used to Being around you all the time Time, time And it's getting hard enough that you're mine That was Ghost. The answer to Jeremy's question, is he trying hard enough for love? I'm already regretting his question, but well. It's, it's so, you know, <laughs> Lean that's... into it. I already know the answer. Yeah? Yeah. Well, and maybe it'll, does it also come tell us a little bit about the song as well? Oh. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, this is about... I wrote this song when I was feeling like I liked who I used to be before. That's what the second verse is about. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, it's just you trying to get the old you back, but the old you doesn't want anything to do with you. It's not like they don't exist anymore, but it's just like not showing up, you know, like Mm -hmm. you have different wants and needs and stuff. And uh, yeah, I was thinking about this song the other day. In preparation for this and, like, um, just thinking that change is really good. Like, I've changed in a lot of ways. I think I'm a kinder person and more mature than I was years ago. But, you know, there are certain parts that you feel like, is that lost? And I really hope it's not lost. But I think that stuff comes back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you had an idea about how this answered Jeremy's yeah. question? I mean... Since it's called Ghost, maybe it's about something from the past that's keeping you from trying to find love now. Are you ghosting anyone or being ghosted by anyone? Oh, man, it's so weird to say this in a public forum, but, I mean, fuck it. Um, yeah, I mean, there have been some people that I, like, I guess, for lack of a better word, ghosted. Jeremy's <laughs> a ghoster. I, I'm, it's, I'm not proud of that. I One mean, wrong well, move. To, to, well, <laughs> well, to be fair, in some of the cases... I, I'm seeing as if there's, like, all these people, but, like, in the few, like, people I've, like, dated sort of uh, recently, I did the best I could to, like, 
give context and not just disappear into the whatever and just actually especially if it's someone that actually feel like there is some kind of connection you know i, I want to at least call the person and have a conversation as to why like i don't think it's working or it's mm-hmm. it, it sucks to have to do and yeah like i, I feel like um you know I, th- I i think for just as many times i've done that um and these are all pretty like superficial things like nothing like really long term whatever it's like just casual in the last few years people that been around uh i think as many times i've done the really cowardly thing and just kind of being like well i'm just a fatal <laughs> just not just not call this so person so maybe the guilt again. from those things is creating a residue that you're having a hard time shaking off i don't i, I just yeah i i do ha- i grew up catholic so like Guilt is a big thing always in my brain. Uh, but um, um, it's not your fault. <laughs> um, I I just feel like um, maybe I should be trying. I, I feel like maybe I don't try hard enough, but I don't. But then it, it feels like a thin line between being nonchalant and cool about meeting people and being confident about it and then pursuing someone that you are interested in it it it, it never feels i never it's hard for me to find like an in between of like you know whatever or not that i should be not whatever but kind of um being confident but then also spell out the fact that um i am uh, I'm babbling this is um, Don't worry about it. Everyone's, everyone <laughs> thinks they're bam- babbling, so it's all good. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> I just think that the conclusion I've come to now at this point and living in the city for as long as I have, I guess seven, eight years, and I just resigned myself to like just gonna just alone. And that's not I'm not saying that in a self pitying way. I'm just kind of feel like that's how it's gonna be now. Hmm. And and I feel like the fact that I'm saying that out loud feels like I'm giving up. Mm-hmm. But well, uh so you know this song when you were playing it were there any particular lines or that you felt like you related to or related to this? Um the weird thing about playing any of the bad in bed <laughs> songs is that I feel like there's a part of my brain that is just completely turned off in terms of the lyrics. <laughs> it's not an insult to your lyrics. I I, I just feel like it it just um I compartmentalize like every time we've played just the countless times we played all these songs. I, I just, I'm solely concentrating on what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I've even, even when we've recorded um, and I've like re- recorded, like singing your lyrics, it's still like this part of my brain. That's just saying the words, but like it's not yeah, being filtered into like any kind of emotional register. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a way for me to sort of, it feels easier to do the task at hand than to sort of sit there and be like, these are your words and I'm going to try to yeah. understand or decode it. Because for as straightforward as some of the lyrics can be, there's still a gigantic wall in my head that's just like, no, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to hear it. Well, oh, oh, I was going to say that there's, I mean, I hear like a sort of a parallel between how you relate to like how you relate to the lyrics as like, okay, I'm just not going to, you know, I'm going to compartmentalize. I'm just not. And then when you talk about relationships, like, oh, I'm I'm, I'm just not going to be, just like you're not going to pay attention to the meaning of the lyrics. You're going to focus on what you're doing. You're not going to be paying attention to the 
pursuit of connection, you know, loving or romantic or whatever connection, and you're just going to do, you're going to focus on your work on the thing that you're here to do. And I have to say, I told, I mean, I, I relate to it a lot. I just thought that the reason I was feeling that way was because I'm getting old. But maybe I'm, but when I talk with people about this, I feel like it's also, and maybe that's just something that's, that's something that everyone is feeling is this sense of isolation that comes from yeah. so, so much connection that we're isolating. Um, mm-hmm. I know that that's definitely the case for me. This is the doing Radio 8 Ball is the most social thing that I do in my life. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, friend, our friends have sort of been turned into a drug because, like, you, you know, if your status gets Facebook likes, that does release, you know, endorphins or whatever in your brain. And then, like, if you do that enough times on enough different platforms, then your brain is exhausted and you haven't actually talked to any of your friends that day. They just, like, mm-hmm. hit a thumbs up on a thing and that meant something to you, I think. Right. Um, but also I know Jeremy and I think that what we have in common is uh, we don't do that AA thing where you're supposed to take the love that is offered. Uh, and well, I don't know what that, what is that? Well, my friend, who's an AA, uh, always tells me accept the love that is offered because I am a stickler for, like, nothing's ever good enough for me. Like, you know, the way that someone expresses themselves to me, if I like them, is never going to be quite right. And sometimes you know that things aren't going to work out because of those things. But, like, you and I typically cut and run. We're like, okay, like, whatever it may be, you were half an hour late or, like, you talked about your ex for a little bit too long or just, like, anything that we perceive as an insult. And we're like, nah, this isn't going to work out. I'm out. But maybe, like, that's not an example of love. Uh, I don't know. Like, maybe... Instead of just cutting and running, we can, like, be – try to, like, sympathize with those people and be nice to them so that, like, weeks later we're not like, ah, oh, I was kind of a dick to that person. Like, so we never have to, like, feel that additional guilt along with all the other guilt that we already feel in life, you know? Yeah. Oh. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. – it made me think of the whole self-deprecation thing or us apologizing whatever it's that – Maybe yeah. a weird byproduct of that is being super hard on everyone else. <laughs> yeah. You will. Yeah. yeah. The call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> yeah. I, I very – I would never want to admit this, but it's true that I have like pretty high standards for my friends and family and things Which like that. Which is great. Yeah. I don't know if it is. <laughs> no, it's just like the way we go about treatment. We have really high standards for treatment and if you don't treat us the – way that we think we deserve then you can go fuck yourself but some people aren't set up to express themselves like that i'm one of them so i'm a huge hypocrite and i take something as an insult that totally isn't you know what i mean Hmm. anyway yeah i think we have that in common so yeah well i'm tempted to just let this be because we're going to get into sort of like a two two part we're going to have questions from all of the bad and bed people now which is great Mm -hmm. Bad and bed people sounds like an insult, but I, especially in the context of what we're discussing. But, but what I mean is, members of the we have all the members of the bed, and we do, and we even have Abby's question on another show. So someone who's collecting them all. <laughs> yep. Yeah, this is an unintended uh, segment. Yeah, yeah, and I, I appreciate you giving yourself to it. So I mean, I yeah, re- yeah asking a real question, Woo. and uh, that's you know, like I said, usually that's my job on the show. Maybe that's what I need to do more of. I'll just ask. Really easy questions, and then it 
leave space for other people to ask my, the my other question was way more boring because <laughs> the, the first question that popped in my mind was um I, I wonder if this ever happened but i was like would you be oh actually i don't know why i kept, I kept aiming the questions at you but i should be a- yeah okay so the, if okay the same question would be um if i would be comfortable if we were ever asked to play on like a tv show or something like a talk show yeah. i don't know if i could get comfortable it's gonna happen. I would kill you if you I, said no. You had to find a session With guy. With my hands. <laughs> no. I feel like I'd be terrified because I've had friends who are like professional musicians and they played on like you know late night Jimmy Fallon things like that. And it's like I see them on TV. I'm like, oh my god, this thing. I'm so excited for them, but I'm like, I don't think I could do that. Yeah, you can. This is way harder than that. What? Yes. This is like lights on, three people, like naked. This is way harder. I yeah, think. we are naked for those of you who are listening. Yeah, literally <laughs> naked. So, you but know. you'd be fine. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. yeah. So I didn't mean to make this a two part, but that actually was bad my and bad. Good reason. on TV, but they, you know, <laughs> I, I think there's, I think in a way, the the, the question is a catch all <laughs> for both because there's something uh, it comes up against. There's a place that you have where you say. I'm just not going to do that. I'm just not going to engage. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, whether it's ghosting Jimmy Fallon mm-hmm. or ghosting Mary's lyrics or ghosting <laughs> potential love interests. Mm-hmm. And who, maybe there's other things that are like this. And it's like the, the pop oracle gives us a reflection of our state of mind. And so mm-hmm. and there, I, I don't want to paint that as all negative. There's something that is really powerful about being able to have good boundaries and say, I just. You know, I will, I will sing these lyrics, but I won't pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. Or like, if you are, if it's conscious, basically, if it's a choice, it's powerful. If it's a recording that is run, that keeps running in all these different ways, then then it is like a ghost, right? It is a ghost that's haunting you in a in a negative way. Yeah, I, you know, it, it was it was never conscious. I think there's yeah. a part of me that wants to sort of be able to compartmental or to uncompartmentalize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll Mix think- those peas with the potatoes, man. Just get them all in there. I was just thinking about the death knell of like one of the like only meaningful relationships I had where they told it's probably I'm saying death more knell. than should be on tape. Say but it. like uh, no, I mean she she um just thinking about compartmentalizing, she accused me well, I mean she was right. She was saying that like your love is un- is is conditional and it shouldn't be. And when you talk about like unconditional love and how idealized that is, and just that all that stuff is just so abstract. But you know, she was right in, in retrospect. It took many years of looking back on that to say, yeah, you can't, you know, you can't say if this and this happens, then we'll be happier. Then this will happen. Like yeah. it's, that's not how the world works. But at the time, you know, being just frustrated or impatient with whatever was going on at the time you know i just set these like insane not but just these parameters that were at the time unrealistic but it was just kind of like an excuse for me to just be unhappy in it and yeah yeah no if then (laughs) if then conversations are the you know you gotta i learned that way too late really Mm -hmm. that those are conversations that almost never work in relationships like if you dot dot dot, then blah blah. You know, yeah. it's just that's never gonna never works. Wish it could. Can I keep talking about this, or are we bad on time? No, no, good. Chime in your chime in your last thing, and we'll right. get to your to, to you. I think it's even short. Okay, so I'm thirty thirty four, and just that like good childhood, everything's fine for the most part in my brain. Um, and like 
I am a person who wants to be happy, and I think I deserve happiness. So all of that shit working out so far, still at 34, this is the first year that I've started to uh, live my life in my body as myself. Like, I super compartmentalize because, like, all my energy is just, like, autopilot spent on, like, keeping myself in control and not looking stupid and not getting hurt or rejected. And that you just don't enjoy things and you're not yourself when you're so scared of, like, losing control. I haven't mastered it, but this is the first year that I've started to just, like, fucking relax. And, like, even with my friends, like, even with my girlfriends, I would feel like... I need them to think that I'm not whatever, like, you know, a number of things, but I'm, I'm glad about that. But it, you know, it takes a while. Yeah. It's, I really envy people who can just do it and they're just like them living their life and their energy isn't spent on not looking stupid or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I'm slowly becoming one of them. And let's hope, let's hope that we all can, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a constant process. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. wherever you, you know, if if you're not a person who compartmentalizes, then you're a person who doesn't compartmentalize enough and you don't like you have no boundaries. And that can be that can be. So it's fine. I, yeah. The, the the this is the whole gig of life is finding that balance. Balanced yeah. diet of cults, balanced diet of neuroses, strengths. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of the problem with Hollywood is like it trains you to compartmentalize everything when like compartmentalization is only appropriate in like like as a defense mechanism like if your heart's been like utterly broken you know or like for work but everyone thinks that work and social life are the same thing so you just get in this mind of like i'm never really here you know yeah you live like a ghost Uh (laughs) uh-huh what an uplifting ending for this (laughs) okay well um, let's just get into the next one. Okay, you ready? Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Show. It's a good show!